Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Uh, it's David here from Bayside Christian Church, and we are speaking on the topic of life of an evangelist. And we have in today Carl and Fiona Butler from Fan the Flame Ministries. Thanks for joining us. Our pleasure. Thank you for having us. No worries. Now, Carl, I just want to start with you. Sure. Tell us a bit about your life and how you became an evangelist. Well, it started as a child, really. Um, the influence of my mother, who was a Pentecostal lady, and she um, got baptized in the Holy Spirit when she was 47 years of age, at which point I was seven. Mm. And at a Pentecostal church, I gave my life to Jesus. And in that same Pentecostal church, I got baptized in water. I, at the age of 12, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit there at the age of 16. And so I had a journey, uh, became a youth leader. I moved from the town I was in, in Hawara, New Zealand, to the city of New Plymouth, where I became a youth leader at 18 years of age. Yeah. And I was involved in the church there for some years, for seven years, while I studied engineering thinking I was going down that yeah, track, yeah, yeah. but uh, I was also a musician in the church, yeah. it's all good. In 1988, I had a dream, and in my dream, I stood before God at the end of my life, and I said, hey God, here's my life, pretty good, huh? And God looked at my life and said, hmm, that's not bad, but this is what I had for you. Yeah. And I realized that God had a plan for my life that was a bit different than what mm -hmm. I thought, yeah. so I started to pray God, I want to do what you want me to do. I want to fulfill my destiny. I want to live my life to my full potential. And then God began to stir my heart to move to Australia. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a demon to start with. I tried to cast it out, but no, it was God. So I moved over. I came over, I spied out the land. God, it was an incredible yeah. story, just the way God confirmed for me to move to Australia. Yeah. So I went back home, quit my job. Six weeks later, I came back and lived in Australia at the end of 88. And... Uh, the church that I came to be part of, which is now called Hope Centre, uh, the youth pastor was praying that God would send someone along to help him with the youth. There was about 25 in the youth at the time. And so I turned up and started helping him out. And then we had pretty much, a, you could say, almost a revival in the youth. It grew to a couple of hundred in a couple of years. And, and then they asked me to come a full time yeah. in the youth ministry. So it was a journey for me, you know. Yeah. And, and then 1993... 94, I went through ministry training through Strike Force, which was a Bible college we had in our church. And then I sort of phased out of youth ministry um, and got involved in different areas of ministry in the church, like training and men's ministry. Um, ran a, a jazz cafe service on yeah, a Sunday right. night, which was really cool. Yeah. I, I ran like um, a campus in a hotel yeah. for about 18 months, and That's that was cool. pretty cool as well. But um, then in 1997, the Lord called me to an itinerant ministry. But the way that happened was at the end of 96, he first started saying, pull out of all these areas of yeah. ministry. Yeah. And so I did. So the beginning of 97, I was basically on staff in the church as a pastor without any portfolio. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have any label or anything, but I just organized some evangelistic events. I preached sometimes. I did worship sometimes. I did visits and yeah. things like that, yeah. you know. Then in 97, about the middle of the year, I went on a world trip with a team from the church. And part of that trip, I came back via the revival in Pensacola, Florida. Mm. Yeah. And uh, 
I had a real encounter with God there. I caught something from that revival. Yeah. And at the time, so many churches wanted to have revival. And I came back and I was carrying something from the revival. And like even when I preached in my own church, two weeks later, the Holy Spirit just broke mm-hmm. loose in the church. So many people were touched. Then I just started getting lots of invitations yeah. to go to all these churches yeah, and right. places. And so I just started taking these invitations. And soon I was out every week preaching and then my senior pastor said, hey, I think uh, you need to resign and go itinerant. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't really kind of want it because I loved the local church. Yeah, yeah. But I thought, okay, it seems this is the direction God is taking me. Mm-hmm. And so I ran with that. And also, you know, I'd been praying for the sick since I was young because of the influence of my mum as well. Yeah. She used to have an old lady come to the house who had a healing ministry and... And, um, you know, she used to sort of be a partner with some evangelists. And so I'd see their magazines and healings and all that sort of stuff. So I sort of watch evangelists and watch them pray for people and read their books. And so I kind of grew Mm. in this whole healing area so that when I was in my early 20s, I used to pray for people and people got healed. And one thing leading to another. Next month, pray for someone, their legs growing and things like that. So when I stepped out as an itinerant, we're preaching revival, but also preaching faith and healing and all that. And so it just kind of took off. And mm. so 54 countries later, um, 90,000 salvations and countless healings and all that, we're kind of still rocking and rolling. Yeah, awesome. 54, that's a lot of countries that you've visited yeah. over the years. So. Yeah. Now, how, Fiona, how did you kind of come into the picture? Like Carl's like always traveling around and like, how did you? I was in Solomon Islands. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So I had a bit of a different journey. I was, came from non-Christian background. So Mm -hmm. I got radically saved, um, in Tonga when I went there on kind of a bit of a journey there and had encountered God and then got saved. And then straight away, I was kind of like just having, wanting to carry the heart of the father wherever I went and evangelize and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I was actually with, um, YWAM. Oh, yeah, doing yeah. Um, outreach in in Solomon Islands and it was kind of a bit of a story there, a huge story, a bit of a divine intervention. Um, God kind of told me that I was going to meet my husband and gave me some specific details and then three days later I met Carl in Honyara yeah, yeah. and there was just a lot of supernatural um, confirmations and the last night that we um, that were at the crusade because we were helping there, I was with the Fijian team, just... Mm-hmm doing some counseling and stuff and praying for people. And so the last night that we were there, I went to say goodbye to Carl. And the moment I touched his hand, I actually heard the audible voice of God. So that was like, he said, this is your husband. And at the same time I heard Carl say, do you want us to stay in touch? And I was like, yes. So then it's just been a bit of a journey because I'm from Adelaide originally. So we just stayed in contact from there. And then God's just brought us together and it's been amazing. So mm. this is a whole new bit of a new journey for me doing the, the t- lots of traveling. I've done mission stuff. Yeah. I thought I was going to end up being a missionary in South Sudan, but God had other plans and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So you guys are all now traveling together to yeah. different countries. So we got, we got married seven months ago, seven yeah. and a half months ago. Yeah. And um, right from the beginning, I felt the Lord say, hey, travel together everywhere you go so it's been a step of faith because it's double the affairs and all that sort of stuff but god's providing and we're seeing god you know use us together yeah because we have complementary gifts and fiona is primarily an intercessor though she has a heart of an evangelist you know and i'm 
an evangelist who preaches and prays for the sick. And so we have altar calls. She's ministering alongside me and sharing her story and different mm. things. And it's great. Yeah, awesome. And mm. I guess you know, probably what's something that you guys love about evangelism and like, you know, you knowing that God's in there with you and guiding you everywhere. And, mm. you know, and I think as well, like just stepping out in faith and, we was, when you preached this morning about just letting the Holy Spirit like guide and direct you um, for everything, mm. uh, what's what's kind of like your most enjoyable enjoyable moments about evangelism? Most enjoyable moments is leading people to Jesus. Mm, definitely, um, just brings tears to my eyes and great joy. You know, whether it's a crowd with thousands of people, mm. uh, you know, sometimes in Africa you're looking at a huge number of people while you are praying them through the sinner's prayer and I just have tears running down my cheeks as I'm leading them to the Lord because mm-hmm. I'm just aware of the fact that so many are entering into the kingdom, you know, yeah. and that's awesome. But even just the ones and twos, yeah. it brings great joy, you know, yeah. like as I shared this morning about the uh, the guy yeah. who fixed the car yeah. and we prayed for him and then I got an email, I mean a message from him mm-hmm. on my phone just a couple of nights ago just to say he, he's started praying again and getting in touch with the spiritual side and I just got tears in my eyes mm. when I heard that because that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what our life is all yeah. about. It's it's not just being professional Christian preachers, you know, it's yeah. it's so wherever we are, you know, our, our wedding. We, yeah. we deliberately Usually. had Ross preach the gospel at our wedding. Mm. We had we had 25 Gospel of John translation, uh, Passion, Passion Translations mm available for people who were interested after the meeting after the wedding yeah and most of them went and you know we had people telling us they've been reading them every night we met with a couple of her workmates led them to the lord Mm. a couple of weeks later just some cousins we've been in their house i've prayed with one of them led him to the lord and her father she's led him to the lord recently just that passion of wherever we are whoever we connect with yeah Uber drivers, it's easy. Mm. I mean, you've got half an hour from my house to the airport. Gospel fits in there real good. Yeah, get to the airport and pray with them. It's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, probably the one thing that you said was every soul counts, mm. yeah, definitely. And it, and I, I see you guys traveling, but also like for, for people that, you know, don't aren't on a, a, um, a pulpit or anything like that, uh, what's kind of some advice for people that, you know, want to see lives change, mm-hmm. want to see God moving. Hmm. Yeah. So. Well, we're his hands and we're his feet. And real key to that is just being connected with him yeah. for a start. Yeah. Because then he can lead us. He empowers us, of course, by the Holy Spirit. But it's just having that willingness, yeah. that sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. When you get a prompt, you step out on it. There's times where you don't actually know you're being led by the Spirit. Like this mechanic that we prayed for in New Zealand, when I hit the rock on the highway and when we were sitting there for two days, it was a little bit stressful, kind of what the heck's going on here. But it wasn't until later that I got that message from him. I just Mm. went, wow, this is awesome. You know, God somehow was involved in all of that. Not that he caused the accident, but he used that. He uses everything to work for good. So it's just being aware that God can work in every situation, mm. being ready in and out of season. Mm. Um, having the heart for it, isn't it? Having the heart for even, it, Because yeah. this is a new thing for me. 
but I've always, from the moment I gave my life, had the heart to share him. So I've been in secular work. So that's my mission field right there. Yeah, yeah. And then there's so many different ways of evangelizing. So it starts with, if I come in the morning, praying over the chairs, praying in the place, mm. worshiping, just sharing my testimony with people in my life, just sharing my faith as yeah. if it's like, it's a normal thing, living it out in front of them. Like it's just, for me, evangelism is just, it's so different. Like it could, mm. it's always different, different Holy Spirit led, like from meeting someone on the street or sitting on an airplane, having a chat with someone, doing something practically to help someone that will open up their heart and then being able to speak mm. or getting a prophetic word or saying, I see this in your life. And then that opens them up. There's just so many different ways that God wants to use us to touch people's heart. I think the key is just abiding in him and loving on him and mm. capturing his heart. Cause then mm. you'll always be motivated to be mm. like, Hey Lord, in this particular situation, like what, what do you want me to do? There's yeah, just so yeah. much. Yeah. Jesus yeah. came to seek and to save those who are lost yeah. Yeah. and gave his life as a ransom for many. It's the will of the Father that none should perish. Yeah. And evangelism is the work of the Holy Spirit. So if we're in relationship with Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us, he will always be wanting to prompt us toward mm. winning people to the Lord. And he emboldens us to do it. As I shared this morning, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, yeah. And the more we are in relationship with Jesus and his heart, his love and yielding to the empowering of the Holy Spirit, mm. then there's just so many opportunities will open yeah, up. Yeah, that's it. You know? Just, yeah, just like your day to day life, isn't it? Like even it workplaces and schools and everything, yeah. you know, we've got yeah. the opportunity to, to minister to others, Definitely. which is awesome. Now, you did mention, Carl, briefly about the um, New Zealand, how you had a bit of a mishap mm. um, hitting a rock. Um, yeah. Like throughout your ministry, what are some of the challenges that you've faced, but the outcomes of that? Oh. Well, there's lots of different challenges, particularly when you're in Africa doing crusades and things like that. I mean, we've had roadblocks across the road and machetes, people standing around you with machetes and stopping you and wanting to rob you and, you know, just speaking the name Jesus uh, in those situations and seeing them disarmed and letting you through and things like that. It's quite amazing. Um, God just turns all sorts of situations for his good. We, we had one place in Africa where we had people, apparently, we were told there was a mob of people that were trying to track us down to kill us. and But they could never find us. But we were never hiding. It was like one of those things. It was like God just protects you when you're in the center of his will. No safer place to be. It's true. Um, apparently, they were going from one place to another, and every time they went there, we were somewhere else. And But... It's God's like that, mm. you know. Another time going up through the mountains of South Sudan following a big truck and or following, actually, we had we had uh, military escort through there, some guys in a ute, um, armed soldiers sitting in front of us. And then a big truck come down around the hill and the guy backed the ute over the edge and the soldiers had to jump and I had to pull them out with the four-wheel drive and all these, all these sort of, they just adventure. Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing, I mean, there's great adventure all around, you yeah. know. Um, I had lots of things like my truck in Africa got flipped and written off on the highway. Mm. And that, you know, 
and such. That yeah, that's the thing. See, you you look I'm, in Africa, we're seeing more and more and more salvations. Every time we went, as I said, it was you know going from hundreds to thousands to tens of thousands, and then bang, trucks flipped upside down, smashed all over the road, PA system, stage, everything all over the place. And I just thought, yay, I'm going to get a new truck. I'm going to get a new stage. I'm coming back next year. We're going to do bigger and better. But it just didn't happen. And I'm like, God, what happened? You know, why not? And then God starts opening up other doors. One of the doors was... Solomon Islands. So I go to Solomon Islands. I do a crusade in Honiara, and this beautiful girl comes walking through the crowd, and I'm like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> you know, she was the only other white face there, other than a pastor from Australia yeah, I was with, yeah. and she had a big smile on her face. I thought she looked at home. Mm. I thought I might be able to drag her around the world with me. <laughs> so <laughs> it was pretty good. So that worked out great like that. And as I was sharing this morning, also Brazil has opened mm. up. So that's a massive nation with a great opportunity for us not just to have uh, an influence in a major movement of people, which has become quite traditional, mm. but God's given me incredible favor to speak into that movement. So it can bring change, bring mm. revival, you could say. Yeah. And also there's a massive harvest of souls there and they want to reach out. So it's great. Yeah, that's awesome. So... Um What's next on the agenda? Like, where are you guys visiting next? We go on Friday to Singapore. Yeah. So ministering there over over the weekend, and then we'll be in there for a few more days, and then we go to Malaysia. We'll be doing a church camp in Malaysia, and then we go up to Penang, where there's another huge church where I'll be ministering for a week from Wednesday through to Sunday. And then we fly to the Philippines, and we'd be doing 10 days of ministry in the Philippines. My best mate, who was my best man at my wedding, is also a missionary there. Yeah, right. He's doing a whole lot of things up in the mountains there, so we're going to go minister with him for 10 days. Then we fly back to Malaysia, where I do another weekend in another huge church there. Yeah, right. Then we come back to Australia, and uh, we, I don't even know if we've got Adelaide. a weekend. It's Adelaide after that, is yeah. it? Then we go down to Adelaide for a week of meetings with the church. Come back and then we go back to New Zealand for three weeks. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. We've got seven international trips in a row at the moment yeah. with about anything from a day to a week or two in between them. Yeah. And um, it's just in, in between ministry in Australia. So yeah. Plenty of adventures yeah. ahead. Hey? So how many would that be all up the countries then? Are you on 54 uh, at the moment? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing any new countries oh, this just year. 54. I am getting a lot of invitations, particularly into Pakistan, oh, wow. which I haven't yeah. been to before at the moment. It sort of seems like that door might be opening up soon. Mm. Uh, and Fee got saved in Tonga. She's got a passion to go back there. So yeah. that may be a country we go to in the near future. Um, but other than ones that I've been in or have still going to regularly, uh, I don't know of any new ones new just yet. Yeah. But they'll pop up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we went to China. That was new. Oh, we popped into China. That's right. So that was 55, actually. Yeah. 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 Although I had been to Hong Kong before, okay. but not here, yeah, so not the mainland. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Is there any um, like any advice or like you want to share with the, the audience maybe to encourage or strengthen their faith in you know wanting to evangelize and getting the hunger for God? Mm. Yes. Well, there's a whole world out there that's perishing 
Mm. Um, people are dying and going to hell at a very great rate. In fact, I think there's something like 170,000 people a year in Australia die and go to hell. There's more than one person per minute slip out of the earth and go to a Christless eternity. And um, so we need to win people. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jesus gave his life for it and we have received salvation. And Jesus said, freely you've received, freely give. Yeah. Um, we've been given the Holy Spirit to empower us. And if you get close to Jesus, you catch his heartbeat. Yeah. And he's a, he's a fisherman. He came to seek and to save the lost. And he says, if, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So if we're not fishing for men, we've got to ask ourselves, who are we following? Mm. You know, so you follow Jesus, you get close to him, mm. you're going to want to win souls. Yeah. You're going to want everyone to know uh, about the love of God and yeah. about Jesus. And, and, you know, you don't confront people argumentatively. In my younger days, I was a little bit less sensitive yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, unwise. But, yeah. you know, now I, I realize... You lovingly share the gospel with people. Mm. If they don't want to hear it, well, you don't try pushing it down their throat. But, but you find if you, if you are motivated by love mm. and, and you're already in and out of season, there's, there's just a, a, a world out there which is becoming increasingly ripe for the harvest. Jesus mm. said, don't say four months till the harvest. Look around you, it's ripe already. Mm. And everywhere you go, there's people that need Jesus and uh, if you're prepared and willing, God will use you to do that. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks heaps, Carl and Fiona Butler, for just sharing your heart, you know, behind everything you do in ministry and your evangelism. It's, yeah, it's great to have you in here today and um, all the best in your future journeys ahead. Thank you Thank so much. You. It's been a real honor to be here. Yeah. Thanks for joining our Bayside Christian Church podcast where we spoke on life of an evangelist with Carl and Fiona Butler. If you'd like to find out more about their Fan the Flame Ministries, you can check out carlbutler.org. We hope you have a blessed week.